0: You're with Pastor Troy right here. We're getting excited. we got a special program for you. You're going to be seeing over the next few weeks until we get ready for season two. You're going to be seeing the best of the On the Dock season one. These will be coming at you hard and steady. Once want you to get them out there. Check them out. Help us get them out to your friends. We want to see you on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes as well. But this is the best of, get this, the best of season one get ready for it we're going to be coming at you with a super season two coming up this august we'll see you soon enjoy this episode of on the dock season one best of Pastor Troy here, and we're on the dock. We have the gang assembled on the dock team, assembled, ready to go, and we are going to have an incredible conversation. It's been a great series as we got launched off in this, but we're going to be about conversations that will propel your faith out of the shallows and into the dock. Deep. That's what we're all about here. We're glad you're joining us on, on the dock right now. And we want you to find us. I know you're on here listening. We're at Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. You've probably found us at one of those, but we do have other sites. We want you to find more than one site so you have backups. So something doesn't work or you're someplace they have something else. Get on there and get it. We got Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and Sermonet. We'd love to hear from you on our social media partners, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram. Send me a telegram. I want to hear from you on that. And when you find those sites and platforms, please subscribe, hit like, notify, make comments, and share this broadcast out. It's going to be a great one. This is going to be a fantastic series. Got off to a good start already. And when you find us, we want you to become a partner. You're going to love this show. Become On The Dock partner or sponsor by going to Patreon. Download the Patreon app and look up On The Dock with Pastor Troy. We'd love to have you as a partner or sponsor. I'm going to show you my coffee mug. Look at this. You can get one of these. If you become one of our partners and sponsors, check that out. We'd love to have you. And if you can't find that, you're not good enough to download the app, we've got an easier way here. Haley at the table. She's... Run, runs our website. You can go to www.onthedock.org. There is a connecting link to Patreon. There's also connecting links to all of our platforms and an embedded viewer right there. You can watch it right there and other pieces of information. If you got any other questions, email us at info at We would love to hear from you. Now we're getting ready to go. We're lock and loaded and we've got a great team at the table. Let me introduce my, my lovely, lovely team of co-hosts. I, I am I have got three ladies at the table, and they are all killers when it comes to Q&A. So they are going to tear uh, – uh, Daniel and Stephanie better look out today. Here, get to my right. Mother Beth at the table. Mother Beth.
1: Hi, hey, honey. Hi, oh. Daniel. Steffi.
0: Oh, good. Fantastic. And then over back on the right corner, she's moved down to the right corner, is Haley Odolini. Hi. Hang one second. You think we lost them? Oh, that's bad. We were doing so good. So I'll be able to back up to where we were introducing our team, so –
1: like I'm not really sure where I'm supposed
0: to be. You go ahead and see if you can get them back in and figure out what's going on. Yeah, they dropped from our side. So you know, I can like I'm
1: only pull back, back too. And, and we're, hey guys we're all bring us back like eyes in. Are like,
0: I, <laughs> I did I don't know what pause we were out on but I'll I'll do something. Yeah, we're still we're still connected but they dropped. They dropped. Okay. Cool. We'll give them a second to call back in. Connect back in. Mm-hmm.
1: know
0: if it's fixable. we didn't have any problems like this the other day we just had just a moment hiccup but it it, it didn't even mess up our q yeah, like we're, we're, we're so a as as all right i'll send i'll send him a deal here yeah. I can. the
1: boys did do a really good job with that song they did. yeah Excellent. they did i'll give them that mm-hmm it's very groovy. Yep. I like it. Also, Troy, you were like born to podcast. You're so good. At like, I know. Just like the way that yeah. you talk and you have the like podcaster voice and everything. You got him yeah. back? He's like that on TV too when he does news. Yeah. He just, He's great at it. Yeah. It's not So's something Josh. that comes naturally. Josh is too, though. To everybody.
2: Josh,
0: can, no, Josh is not. very good too. No. Yeah. Are they back?
2: Uh, we are We are switching laptop because Daniel's laptop froze. Sorry for <laughs> that.
0: Oh, no. That's okay.
2: Somehow we can't do anything anymore. We just need to switch on. Plug uh, mine in.
0: Um, right. Just give us a second. You, no, you go ahead. Hey, how far did we get in the show before we lost you guys? You were uh, still making the introductions. Did I get to? The, did I get to the team? Did you get to mother? Beth, did Mother Beth? You hear Mother Beth say hi to you, Steffi? No. 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 Okay. Good. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out where to start the show back. Because it doesn't matter because he's got a tape on it. Are you still in, in your the, intro? Are you still on? good 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 because because I'm gonna cue us back in where do you what's that change to view? well they're working they're, they're changing setups right now We're okay talking.
3: so let me just uh wait we need to here we go.
0: are we there Oops. okay I know where I'm gonna start back yeah, I'll start back in conversations I'm gonna start back on this slide right there and that way he can just put the new front on it. I need a more lumber friendly chair. Yeah. Grab, 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 grab.
1: Okay. We I should be
0: back. Like, oh, All right. Are you back? You think you're good this yes. time? Hopefully. Sorry. Can you put them you up, on, up? Can you throw them up on the camera for one second? Till we, there you go. Okay. We see you guys. All right. We're, we're going to try to jump in this here. I'm trying to figure out how to jump in it the best way. Um Well, the problem is I, I the problem is I I, I kind of did voiceover on the intro so we can we he likes that voiceover I did voiceover in the intro so I'm trying to figure out a good splice he needs a good splice point i i was rocking and rolling so
1: you um didn't you say something about patreon and the mug yeah right I, before I did. you started
0: well I did, I did I got all I don't know where I got to where it ended. well I know where it got when we ended so I was at that okay I'm thinking about starting at the front, but I'm not sure how much voiceover I carry over. He's going to replace that entire entry. Okay, I'll do that. I'll start right here. You guys ready? Here we go. Yes. All right. We're so glad to have you at On the Dock right now with Pastor Troy, and we're all about conversations to propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. Glad you joined us. I hope you found us. Obviously, you're watching us. You have. If you haven't, Found us on these channels. Go find one now. You need a backup. YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, and Rumble, and SermonNet. We'd love to have you on SermonNet. That's where we archive as well as YouTube, and you can always speak to us on our Facebook Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, those social media partners. We'd love to hear from you. Make your chats nice. They can be critical and you can give us insight and discuss things, but always be friendly. Remember, we are a bunch of Christians all in the same ship going to heaven together. We want to be friendly. All right. And when you find our different platforms, make sure you subscribe, hit like, notify, and make comments and share with other people. We want to spread this podcast around and then we always want you to become a Patreon partner. You can go to, you can download the Patreon app, look up on the Doc with Pastor Troy, become a partner sponsor and get a mug like this. We'd love to have you be a part of team get your own coffee mug you can go get some good beverage to put in it and join us on the dock regularly we do that on tuesdays and thursdays so come become a patreon partner or sponsor if you can't do it by the app download you're you're not able to do that uh, haley here has built a website called onthedock.org go to that website you can find links to our patreon you can find all our platform links as well and an embedded viewer you can just sit there and watch right there so get something in your coffee cup and sit down and let's have a great show if you have any questions you can email us at info at onthedock.org. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll get back with you and hopefully answer your questions and get you in the team and around the table. We're going to get on the dock here and get out of here. We had a great, great, great show for you. We've already started part one of this. I'm so proud of that opening episode of the Tamar C- Center Series. And we're going to get deeper in it right now. And I've got an incredible team around the table. To my rights, the lovely and beautiful Mother Beth. Mother Beth? Hi, honey. She's my wife, by the way. <laughs> And to the back right is Haley Odolini. Haley is our on-the-dock creative arts person. Communication, she she designed all our arts and graphics and stuff, manages a website, and her her husband's the one that built this beautiful set as well. He's part of the team that did that incredible song as we let in as well. Haley?
1: Hello, hello.
0: And then over here, I got Ruth Jan Subakit. Yeah? Our wonderful guest from Harvard College. Harvard is in the house.
1: (laughs) I, it's nice to be back.
0: Good to have you back. And she is here uh, to help us with this. She's doing work and studying uh, the U.S. Church's involvement in uh, anti-human trafficking. Haley back here has her own human trafficking ministry called anti-human trafficking ministry called uh, sex trafficking, specifically the focus. And uh, her ministry is called the Mosaic Initiative. So we got some real experts around the table and mother Beth here. Well, she takes in anybody that needs relief. So she's an expert <laughs> at that. So we got a great team around the table assembled and we are ready, 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 ready to get in this. Our, our Tamar Center series, uh, we're going to Patia Thailand by Zoom. going to be incredible. This is the second time we've done this. We're in part two. We'll be talking to this in this podcast, get Get ready get that coffee cup filled we're talking about human trafficking and the work of recovery we're going to be focusing specifically more on sex trafficking in this episode and how do the victims get into this situation and we're going to talk a little bit about how to, again how to get them out so we're going to give you some ideas and we have on zoom all the way from patia thailand 12 hours ahead of us so it's morning there it's late here we're here about seven at night podcasting there's seven in the morning is daniel and steffi Voppel. daniel and steffi hello greetings welcome to on the dock Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey guys, uh, thanks for being with us. We, we appreciate it. We had Daniel in part one. We finally get to see Steffi's beautiful face. Uh, Daniel and Steffi are, are just like, I mean, they're our closest friends on that side of the planet. And so we miss them dearly. We've been locked away from them from COVID and we are looking forward to getting back with them and getting out and, 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 fighting, uh, trafficking. We want to get out there and stop this. And we also want to go have a little vacation time because they're just good friends. And so let me just show you these pictures. I got a great picture of you guys. There, there's Steffi. Daniel just stands there and looks good next to his wife and <laughs> Steffi stands up and does all the discernible teaching and direction there. That's how that works. And then of course, look at same thing here. When we go on vacation together, it's it, Steffi and Beth get all beautiful. They go out in sun and tan, and then of course I'm working, I'm working, and and Beth's all, all she does is take pictures, and, and then and then Steffi's working, but Daniel's just really doing nothing, because what Daniel's probably thinking about is I'm going to go to the beach because he loves sharks. <laughs> See these hammerheads? That hammerhead is like his best friend, and he even has toy sharks. It's ridiculous, and, and he goes sees sharks in aquariums, and it just. Who I, I mean, I don't like anything with more than four legs. I hate spiders the worst, and just the more legs the worse. And my second worst category is things with teeth that will eat me called sharks. And Daniel loves sharks. So, Daniel, would you explain this fantasy you have for sharks? I don't
3: know. I think they're just fascinating, and there's nothing nicer than diving and having a group of hammerheads around you.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you're willing to he, – he dives and gets in the water with sharks. Yeah. Yeah, and Steffi you're okay with this?
3: Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah.
0: Do you do you keep Steffi
3: the first time I took track diving? She was more green than anything else.
0: Hey uh, Daniel, you're cutting a little bit out in audio. You're you're okay in general. Steffi was real strong. So what I mean, I don't know why Stephanie's so strong and you're so weak audio, but 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 just I don't know. Act like her. <laughs> Hey, so first of all, Daniel, tell us just a little bit about yourself again, and just real quick, give us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll find out from Stephanie a little bit about her. Go ahead, Daniel.
3: Yes, I'm originally from Germany, but now living in Pattaya, Thailand, working as the director of Tamer Center, um, helping the woman coming out of the bus, and enjoying life with my wife. (laughs)
0: excellent we still we we can hear your audio but it's a little garbled Steffi you go ahead Steffi tell us about you personally tell us something we want to know about you a little bit about yourself and 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 tell us about your work and your role at Tamar Center I'm Denny's
2: wife I uh yeah just um sorry
0: that's okay that's okay what do you (laughs) do what what is your main role at Tamar
2: my main role at TEMA is uh, I'm I'm officially the project manager at TEMA, uh, which means I do a little bit of everything. I help with the intake of the, of the girls. I help with uh, interviews, with training new women in, in the different work areas we have at TEMA. Uh, I design new products and help to to sell the different products we have at TEMA as well. And yeah, anything else which comes my way, um, yeah, I just step in and help.
0: Well, well, that's incredible. Tell us, tell us, Steffi, in your words. We heard from Daniel, but but tell us in your words. Uh, where is Pattaya, Thailand? Just tell us where you guys are located.
2: We are about one and a half hours from Bangkok. It's uh, the coast in Thailand, and Thailand is a city with more than one million people. Uh, normally, we uh, we ha- we have about uh, thirty thousand prostitutes in in Thai- in Pattaya. Uh, working in the bus, and yeah, now due to COVID, everything is changing a little bit. The city is getting more quiet at the moment than usually. Uh, yeah, but... Um, You're yeah. located
0: on the Gulf of Thailand, that's correct?
2: yeah Yes, and, that's correct.
0: Yeah, and, and you're, you're basically a destination recreation area for a lot of people from around the world. They come there to get away, and there's a lot of service industries. There is great food. There's islands to go out and check out. There's diving and stuff like that. But then what's what really people are interested in is the bar life and the party life, and they're able to come there, and just about everything is available. Is that correct? Yes,
2: that's correct.
0: Yeah, and that th- thus the Tamar Center is highly important with that. So, so again, Daniel, remind us of – From part one, you told us, but share with us a little bit about the mission. I'll put it up on the screen here, about the main mission and the vision of the Tamar Center.
3: Our main vision is really offering help and hope to the woman and helping them to find a new life. Many are trapped in the sex industry. They are not coming out of themselves and we will help them. We offer counseling help. We offer vocational training and we help them to transition from the life of the boss back into more normal life connecting back to their families and just yeah, helping them getting out from drugs and all the other things that are connected
0: to the sex industry. So, so you say on your website, your mission is offering hope, healing, and a new life to the bar girls in Pattaya Thailand with a vision to help women that are trapped in the sex industry in Pattaya Thailand. So your, 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 your role is to connect with them, offer healing, and then give them an avenue and a route out. Correct. That's correct. All right, excellent. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still a still bit somehow. Stephanie sounds better in the mic, really clear in the mic than you do. So you might need to adjust your, where your mic's pointed or how it's pointed. Maybe that help out a little bit. But uh, also, uh, I I was showing this, Stephanie. I want to show this real quick and then ask you about this, Stephanie. You you do vocational training. Hopefully, you can see. Can you see the monitor, Stephanie, at the end of our table? Uh, I've got pictures. Yes. Yeah, from your website on your products page, and we'll give everybody a everybody listening. We'll tell you how to get these products real soon here. But I'm showing you slides from their 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 training room, where the the card room they're making cards. Uh, there's some sewing going on, and these pictures here I'll show you the sewing room, and there's other production rooms, and then you can of course see Steffi here, card displays there. Also, this picture below there's a in the in the restaurant they've got the cooking program and stuff they do up in the right there. You see uh, the hairdresser program. They've actually got their own beauty shop in the soy six area and they do training for that as well so Steffi, would you would you break down for us i'll, I'll keep some of these pictures up for a few minutes and feel free to direct me to which ones you want me to but stephanie your work in there at tamar with the vocational training is is, is what i understand is designed to give the girls new opportunities to earn in a way that is not going to degrade or exploit them uh, for sexual purposes or other purposes, but to give them a way to become entrepreneurs, to become business people their own. Uh, but you also have another method to the craziness. You're not just going to train them a skill that's, that's going to give them a way out of uh, being sex trafficked. You're also going to give them therapy while they, while they go through the process because it, you guys have learned what about this and, and why do you do this a certain way and just help us understand the whole process. Yes.
2: Yes, correct. Uh, When the women come to us, we know they need to learn something because after the time with us, they need to be able to stand on their own. So we develop different trainings over the years at Tema. We train the women in baking and cooking. We have a sewing program and we have a hairdressing program. So when the women come, they can choose which areas they want to be trained in. And then we have a three-month training program where they go deep in the areas they're interested in. And at the end of the three months we are giving the women a certificate for what they learned and we help them then to uh to just uh, connect with for example if they choose cooking we try to help them to uh, to get a good job in a good restaurant uh, if they choose baking in a bakery if they choose hairdressing we if we know if we know shops we try to connect them with with good employees so that they can have a good future after being with us but Um, Yeah, not every woman leaves after three months. Some women need longer, some need shorter, because they have so many things they need to work through from the time in the bath. Um, So we offer them counseling when they come to us, and they go through an intense counseling program. And uh, yeah, so the the time with us is very different for every woman, depending on the trauma they they have. Some women might...
0: Would you would you expl- would you would you elaborate on that? I've heard that word trauma. Uh, Ruth and I were at dinner tonight with Beth, and we, we were talking to uh, um, Jeff and Sherry Parks. They, you guys know them well. They're the ones who got us in Thailand. And Sherry was talking about the psychological trauma that many of these girls are dealing mm-hmm. with. And that was in our conversation. Will you unpack for people sitting here in Southern Illinois, the U S that go, well, you know, the girls were working in a bar. What trauma could there be working in a bar? Girls, girls have worked in bars here for years. People work in the restaurant scene here. Explain why a bar girl in Patia might have all kinds of traumas, both from the bar scene and, and maybe coming into the bar scene. Can you help with that a little bit?
2: Yes. So when we say say the woman working in a bar, uh, if they don't work in a bar; they work in a brothel. In Thailand, the 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 bars uh, the brothels are called bars because officially in Thailand prostitution is illegal. Mm. So so every bar you see is a brothel, wow. and every woman you see working in a bar is for sale. Oh, so so that means uh, the woman comes; they get a very very low salary only when they work in a bar. And they need to make up the the amount of of money to really be able to live from the money um, by going with customers and sleeping with them. And every single woman, we go on bar outreach uh, normally two, three times a week. And every single woman I spoke with over the years, at first they're they're happy, they're they're like a waitress, you know, They, they give a happy face. But when you talk a little bit longer with a woman about their life, you you find out none of the women is really happy to be there and they all get raped while they work there because they need to go sometimes with two, three, four men every night. Um, So the men can buy the woman out for a whole night or they can buy them for an hour and just go up in the bar to a room and uh, yeah we we have women at Tema who have been raped over 100 times in in, a, in a, one or a 2 year time frame. So there's and just they, massive
0: just, so just massive trauma just from the occupational yeah. hazard or what they're doing and I I'm assuming yeah. there'd be trauma that could be leading them in as well. So so explain the products you guys have chosen and the process you've chosen. How does that process also tie in to helping the girls begin to find some sort of peace? I don't know how you do it personally. But how do you? I've seen you do it. I the work you do. I, I begin to see the girls uh, becoming just girls again, and they become. Yes. How do they unpack that, and why do you why do you choose the processes?
2: Yes, so so when the women come, we, we are taking women in, in any any day, you know. Uh, even though our training starts obviously at, at certain times um, with a group, uh, we want to be able to to just offer women to come out any day they want to come out. Wow. Um, so in order to do that, we need, uh, we need some work for them, which they can start right away the moment they come out of the bath and come, come to us. That's why we have the card room. Uh, you've seen that in some pictures as well. I'm going to
0: show one of those. Go ahead. Yes.
2: So in the, in, so when the women come, they come straight into the card room. There's a number of women working in the card room. It's a nice atmosphere. There's, there's music. And, um, yeah, they're all working on making greeting cards. And making, making these greeting cards uh, is, a, is a nice handicraft. And it's something which helps the woman to, to just not think about their trauma all the time. So when you need to work with handicrafts, you, you get paper, you get a design, you need to draw something, you need to cut it out, glue it. it this These things just help with, um, yeah, just kind of a healing process, a process of not thinking all the time about what you went through. But straight away when they come, we start the single counseling with them as well. And that's then we then we build up on that. So so already on the first or second day, the woman has the first counseling session. And then uh, yeah, after the counseling session, she goes back into the card room. She she can think about what, what she what she just learned already. And then we build step by step, little by little, over the weeks and months the woman is with us.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And, and at the same time, you, you're able to generate products. Which makes this therapy a kind of every day in the America we talk about sustainable businesses, sustainable models. Yeah. You've got a sustainable yeah. business because they're making bakery, they're making cards, scarves, uh, jewelry, the things you do, and then you're able mm-hmm. to sell those, which allows you to bring in more girls and help them. They also are learning a skill. It's like a win, win, win. They get in therapy, <laughs> they're detoxing. So I guess detoxing would be the word mm-hmm. from all the, what they've dealt with. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. how you I don't know how you completely do that, but. But but the idea is just a wonderful idea, and it'd be interesting to see if there's. Do you know of other models that are doing this? Is this unique unique to Tamar? Maybe Ruth. You, either one, any of you guys have you seen this elsewhere, where they use this kind of a model for therapy while they kind of kind of rework with the girls and get them back uh, able to function properly.
3: There are a number of different ministries that use the same kind of model. Um, we have it in Bangkok, but also in other countries around the world, because the woman need focus on something different and um, especially the handicrafts help them also to concentrate and they are used to loud music, blinding lights, uh, dancing, always around, drinking, drinking and it's really very different. We call it the first week that women are with us, we call it actually they are jet lag because they are not used to getting up at eight or nine in the morning to work. That's the time they normally go to bed and yeah. so they really need to adjust that. Their brain needs just away from all this noise that normally they are exposed to, to just like a calmer setting, a normal setting. They're quite skittish in the beginning, but then, uh, over
0: time, it becomes more normal for them. Hey, hey! Is there anything you could do? It's, Stephanie's coming in so clear on the microphone, and then you're 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 garbled a little bit. And what you're saying is so valuable. I have never heard that. And that's the first time I've heard you share that. And and I thought that was really unique. Is there anything you can do to aim yourself toward the microphone better, uh, Daniel? Specifically on your end. We we are, it's
3: a, um There is one option. Get closer. Yeah,
0: to the computer. Yeah. No, just get closer to the mic, and you'll be fine. There you go. Okay? Yeah, then much, I go Much better. There you go. Explain one more time. I want to hear you explain better that concept. Ruth, have you heard that concept before? Of jet lag. Haley? Yeah. Coming out of yeah, an abuse really system good. like that, yeah. you, when people have been traumatized and I've been as a pastor to somebody been in a car wreck or sudden death or disaster, you'll see they can't even, they don't even know what you're saying. They'll know the pastor was there. They'll know somebody was there helping them, but they don't really remember things in time. You know what I mean? Uh, I was one of our members of our church had a traumatic, almost near death experience a few weeks ago. And, and the, the wife says, you were there. You helped me understand things. Doctors were talking to me and I heard nothing. And then you would explain it to me 10 minutes later and I'd get it. So you're saying that these girls are almost like jet lagged, like, like they're upside down in their time and their clock. So explain to me that again, Daniel, one more time.
3: Yes. So when the girls come out of the bars, they're used to a very different lifestyle than normal work. I mean, they normally start working in the late afternoon, um, then work through the whole night. There's all the time, loud music, there's dancing, you know, red lights and other flashing lights. So, their senses are completely overwhelmed. So when they come out and have to get up early in the morning to come to be at work at eight 30, that's an absolute shock to the system because that's basically the time when they normally would go to bed or think about going to bed. And then they sit in a calm environment. There's no lights flashing. There's no music bumping. There's no fear of somebody just touching them or grabbing them. Mm -hmm. And so they really need to adjust to that and it is really like a jet lag. It doesn't happen like overnight. It takes weeks sometimes for the girls to just be okay in a quiet environment because that's just not what they're used to.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Wow. That that's a great explanation. Just a great explanation. I, I want to get at the central question of our, our show today. And, and here, he, here it is. I want to do my best, see if I can do my best with it. Um, The central question in part two of this segment is human trafficking and the worker recovery. How do the victims get into this situation to begin with? And it's my understanding, as we discussed in part one, Daniel, uh, that you shared several paths uh, into the human trafficking world. There's several ways in, and, and, and I, I just want to kind of throw those out for a second. And, uh, I think I've got a good chart here. Let me show th- th- this chart. I'm bringing this ch- chart up and Daniel, I took the notes from session one. Please go back. If you're listening on the doc today, go back and listen to session one. If you're just jumping in with us, it's very valuable, but I, I use my language here, not Daniel's, but Daniel, you can critique me here in a minute. And so can Ruth and Haley, and my team here, but critical pathways, you said, uh, how 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 do human trafficking victims, in this case sex trafficking victims, get into this situation? Some are, as we all know, the old-fashioned way Shanghai. But that's not a lot of the case here. Shanghai's where somebody's just grabbed and we hear that a lot here where somebody's abducted, taken, sold off into that. But I call it the Shanghai method. Uh, and then the, the second one that we hear a lot here is the I call it, I name this. This is my nickname. So if anybody writes a book on it, Ruth. You gotta give me credit. I call it the Joseph. The Joseph.
1: I was wondering. Like, I made I heard that. I term. made that up. I, the Lord oh, okay. gave me that. Yeah. That makes more yeah. Sense. Sold by. Florism. If
0: you're sold by family, mm-hmm. you're Joseph. Because they they sold him. They <laughs> sold their brother off. They sold their family. So some are Joseph. Uh, I hear that, and Daniel, we watched a, a Love Betrayed, powerful movie. Beth had actually seen it with Steffi or something there when they were there on a previous trip. But it, I watched. We watched the whole thing the other night, and we're going to talk about it in one of these shows. I'm going to show. I'm going to show the trailer from it, and one of our shows coming up. So everybody on the dock, I'll give you links to a Love Betrayed. You can find it on YouTube. There's a. It's Thai with English sub subtitle. You do not need to speak English to watch this movie and understand what's going on. You don't even need to read the subtitles. Just watch it. It'll make sense. But the, the third way is what you see on Love of Trade recruited by forked tongue talent scouts. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a sports recruiter coming into a town and they're going to lure you into this great opportunity. So that's three. And four is the lure of the girls themselves. They hear about the lavish life of the city. They want to go, they want to have university education. They want to have an iPhone. And so they're lured and they go off to the quagmire thinking we have that happen here where girls will go to California and want to be a movie star and it doesn't turn out the way they think. So I call that kind of the lured by riches. And then lastly, there's the born into the family business, where Daniel talked about in, in, in the, the first um, um, episode, he talked about one situation where a grandmother, mother and a daughter were all working side by side in the same bar. So to me, that's almost like you're born in the fam- family business. Maybe the family has started their own massage parlor or whatever. Daniel can, and Stephanie, could you guys elaborate on how, what are you seeing in Patia? What are you seeing Is the, the critical pathways in which the girls are getting pulled into this world? And, and you can go ahead and evaluate my list, if you will.
3: I think there's um, basically all points that you share there are part in Pattaya, and we see all of them. I think what we see the most is the recruiting and the family connections, the pressure from the family to send the girls down there. And you need to understand that in Thailand, it's kind of the... Um, the duty of the oldest daughter to provide for the parents. So when you have a system that where you don't have a pension, um, so the children are responsible to care for the parents. So how should the kids do that when there are no jobs or when the parents get sick or, you know, when there is something that is needed for the farm? And so their only way to make the kind of money that is needed, they think, is by coming to the big city and working in a job that's linked to prostitution or to go overseas. Because they come from small villages where there's basically not good school education. There are no jobs around. There's no university around where they could get a different lifestyle. And that is what they see in their friends. And that's what's what they see around themselves. They see girls that go to the cities, come back with money. And then you need to understand Thailand is a shame culture. Mm. Meaning people will not really tell you the bad things, but the girls will come back to the village and they will all share about all the great times, but not sharing all the pain, not sharing all the struggles, not sharing all the other things, because that would be shameful to them. And so what the young girls see is just, wow, there is this lady, she has a time of her life just dancing, doing whatever, and she gets tons of money. So I want that and it's understandable in a way Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so so basically other other victims of sex trafficking because of this culture go back and rather than talk about the trauma they talk about the few good things that they experienced and then as a result it deceives others into thinking there is a a gold bucket at the end of that rainbow so it it creates a cycle within a other bad cycle that Mm -hmm. that, i haven't heard that that Mm -hmm. is just amazing Mm -hmm.
1: Um, these recruiters, I had a a quick question. Um, the recruiters that you talk about, um, at least, so I worked for a short time here with, uh, minors coming out of sex trafficking and, um, what we would call them as Romeos or lover boys, um, that kind of used, I don't want to say romance, but essentially like this illusion of romance as a recruitment tool. Do you see that happening often where you're at or is it, um, more just someone that you know from the village, um, like a loose acquaintance?
2: I think the recruiters don't use, they, they don't use it so much um, to the girls.
0: Get closer to the microphone, Stephanie. Get a little closer into the mic. <laughs> so the,
2: I think the recruiters, um, they, they use more for the girls that they say you might find a the, the guy to marry you find a husband that is a big goal of every thai woman a big dream to find a foreign husband wow. so, so it's not so much that they are the ones that, they want right. the to find in love with but they they, they make that the, the goal and the dream because so, that is the gold bucket you know
0: so that's the romeo <laughs> attraction there would be to find right. the the farang that's really husband interesting. And, and let me just say this i my, i've been to thailand numerous numerous times there's not a time I've been to Thailand that I haven't been asked at least a dozen times. And guys, you see how attractive I am and how what a beautiful wife I have and all that. And, and I'm, I'm I am a catch. I mean, I am the catch. I am the catch. And so, but I've been there, and there's probably never a time I've gone that I've not been asked more than a dozen times. Do I need a Thai girlfriend? And not only have I been asked that, my wife has been sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. We've been sitting next to somebody, and they would just say to you, "Do you need a Thai girl?" I said, "No, this is my wife. I'm very happy." And then they'll start negotiating with her. Your husband needs a Thai Thai girlfriend. Yeah, you, they you, did that you, with you, my husband while
1: I was holding his you're hand. You're tired. You need to go
0: rest. You know. You know. I'll take care. Of it. So it, it's a, it's amazing that that there's a culture that actually and there's nobody there pressuring the girls to say that in that spot Uh where we've been, it's just become a cultural thing that there's a, there's this pot, this Romeo pot at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. That's a really good question. Can
3: can, can I just jump in? (laughs) Go ahead, Daniel, because there's one thing I just want to say. And that is, you know, when we talk about this and this is very real in Pattaya and cities like that, but this is not Thai culture. Um, It is the Thai culture that tourists experience when they come to this kind of places
1: right.
2: it's
3: a bit similar as if you would say you know if you go to vegas um right. that is american culture right um what it's not i mean right. patia is just a um, big city with thousands and thousands of prostitutes mm-hmm. where that is very normal mm-hmm. but if you just drive a couple of hours out into the villages that culture much. is not everywhere there um it's basically in that area and I think we need to be a little bit careful, not saying, whoa, all Thai women are like this or all like this. It is in the city. That is the situation. Uh, The villages are very conservative. Um, There is changes in the whole country for sure. But, um, yeah, you just need to be careful not throw everything over one point. Um, Cities like Pattaya, uh, areas in Phuket, uh, the red light district in Bangkok, Yes, that will happen all the time Um, with every girl you meet there. It's absolutely true. But sometimes if you just step outside in the small villages, it's still a very different place and a a beautiful place. I think
0: that's a great point to make because I've been up in Isan and Karat, and I've never been asked that question in the farm villages up there. I've never been Mm -hmm. solicited. I've been in homes and delightful – I mean, they're they're just they're they're like homes just like here. If I were visiting somebody here, treated exactly the same way. Ruth, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, no, I was just going to say, I do think it's also a super important distinction to make, because when like those areas become what, you know, Pattaya or what like Thailand becomes known for, then if that's the only way that you're thinking about women in that country, then it becomes very dangerous for, you know, tourists go there. You'll start to treat everyone this way, mm-hmm. which no one should be treated in, but it's, yeah, it's definitely important that.
0: Because you know, because right. Patia alone, I mean, we're talking, how many people live in Pattaya? roughly? I mean, officially, <laughs> let's talk about 1 million, because it okay.
3: comes and goes a lot. Okay.
0: How about Thailand as a country as a whole? What, what is it? 60,
3: 66 million, I think. Okay, so, so oh, it, we're talking
0: about 30 to 60,000 sex workers. That's certainly not even a percentage of the women of Thailand. So right. we're talking about, we are really talking about a subsect of a group. It is a pot spot where people come to, to get that. It's like a Las Vegas, a New Orleans. So yeah. we, we definitely don't wanna look at the whole lens of that country. I have never felt that outside of that region. And most of the places in Bangkok, you don't feel like that either. No. You, know, you know, Depends on where you are. Pattaya no. seems to be extremely engrossed in it more than any place I've seen in the world though. All right, let me, let, me, let me do a follow-up question here. Any of you guys got follow-up questions? Um,
1: I had a really quick one. Um, so you talk about them um, making really low wages uh, and then uh, earning extra money through uh, providing services. Um, do the brothel owners take a cut of their payments uh, for their services, for the um, sexual services, or do they make the money themselves?
2: How it works is that the woman is employed by the bar
1: and she gets a small salary for being there and
2: selling
0: the drinks. Hey, and Steffi, start again. And get your get your closer to the audio there. Go ahead.
2: How it works is that the woman is employed by the bar and she gets a small amount of money for selling the drinks to the customers. And then on, top of, then on top of that, she uh, gets for every drink some money. And then her goal is... To get customers to uh, to biker and once the customer buys, her, the customer needs to pay a fee to the bar. bar the, it's called the bar fine. And that bar fine goes to the bar owner, and every mm-hmm. bar has has that bar fine. And after that, the, the woman or actually before before that happens, the woman discusses with the, the, with the customer. Uh, what she will do, what services she will perform, and for how long and where, and then depending what they agree, she will she is able to decide the price she wants herself, and mm-hmm. that money she can she can keep
0: all of it. So summarize summarize that again. The bar owner is going to take what parts again? Give give, just give, give a summary. Do you
1: say bar fine?
0: The, the bar owner, the bar fine. The bar
1: fine. Yes.
0: Yeah. Ma- maybe let me explain to you the bar fine. Um,
3: because prostitution is illegal in Thailand. Um, the way it works is that when you pay the bar fine, you basically um, buy the girl out of her, her work contract with the bar for that day. So then she's free to leave the bar. Um, and then whatever she does with a man is her own business. And that money normally stays between her and the man.
1: But technically, I mean, so they are still making m- these bar owners yeah, so the are bar, making money the off makes... of the exploitation of these oh, women. Oh,
0: yeah. Yes, which I, so is what the it, bar kind of makes what I, the money. point I was
1: hoping you'd make because yeah. I think that's important yeah. for people to understand too, is that people are profiting off of the exploitation of these yeah, women.
3: Absolutely. So the the bar makes the way the money in the following way: it's in the drinks, like the lady drinks that the men buy the girls. They are very expensive. They make yeah. the money on the bar course, fines yeah. for the girl. Um, they make money on renting out short time rooms. And normally all the girls stay in one big room on top of the bar where they live with many girls in the room and they have somebody to make give food. And all of that will be charged to the girl as well. Oh my so God. she's paying a
0: There's no big room amount and board. of no rent for a small room. There's no free room yeah. and board or anything, so they have to pay for that as well? Most bars not there. You know, you have all kinds of bars and systems. Yeah,
3: The more exclusive the place gets the better treated the girl normally gets Mm. and some stuff might be included. Um, But the general average thing is it's not free and it's, you have to pay for it.
1: And is the bar fine equivalent to what wages the woman would be working for just being in the bar overnight? Or is it more?
3: Oh no, it's a lot more. Um, It's Mm. also again, depends on the bar, but um, minimum wage in Thailand is about 330 baht a day. Um, and often bar fines are a thousand or a thousand
0: five hundred baht. What say that again? So, ten dollars so, a day would be the wage a day, right?
3: Yeah, ten, ten, ten so a day, 300
0: baht, yeah. thir, thir, about 30, 30 baht per dollar. So, it's ten dollars is their daily wages for that kind of work. And then, what is repeat that again?
3: And the bar fines are often a thousand or a thousand five hundred baht.
0: Oh, my. So, they're, 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 they're tripling that. So is that what, yeah. let me ask a question here real, real quick. Is that when we've been there and we've rented out the bars to do our crusades uh, and do our outreaches, I know we pay the bar owner for the girl's time and then they're able to shut down the work and be a part of our events. So we're paying basically the bar find for that period of time. Plus we're paying for the Cokes and the drinks that we drink with them while we're doing the outreaches. Is that what we negotiate? Yes. So basically we're, we're, we're well, I, I guess we're paying to relieve them from exploitation for two hours. So, wow, that's unbelievable, guys. I mean, unbelievable. Anybody, anybody got a follow-up question? No. Good. Okay. Let me, Hey, let me ask one more question, and then I'm going to get us out of this segment. I don't want us to get too long here. But – just, just let me ask you, how has Community of Faith Church, I know we're in partnership with you guys, and we're doing the church there at Soy Six, Third 3rd Row. We've trained with you 1 and 2 and Nock and, and other, other, other local pastors that we've now got trained. Tell us how that partnership has worked to help you with leadership development and also working with the girls as they kind of look to finding some sort of normal life outside of the sex trafficking industry and kind of begin to work toward uh, getting back home and, and those kind of things. How, how's the church partnership been an asset and helpful or, 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 or maybe we're, maybe we're not asset, maybe we're paying pain in the butt, but tell us how we're doing and what's going on with that.
3: I mean, uh, I think the, the church involvement is very, very valuable um, for our staff. Um, they get the training from you guys and that helps them develop. I mean, we have now one of the pastors is actually doing uh, Bible school at university mm-hmm. in Bangkok and will get a full degree in that. Um, and for them to be able to concentrate also on their own Bible study and being able then to share with the girls um, is quite amazing. For the girls, the churches have become like um like a home away from home. We have our church in Soy 6. Soy 6 is the middle of the red light district on a Friday afternoon um, between 12 and 2. And that's the time before the girls have to start work. So they come already fully dressed up um, to church and we provide a lunch for them. We have some fellowship. Um, It's not like a church service that you would expect in the U.S. It's, I would call it maybe more um, like an outreach. You have uh, question and answer time. You have worship You have maybe a 10-minute sermon maximum, um, but then you go into small groups and you talk about it, and it becomes family. Mm, So the girls that are coming to our English classes get invited as well to come to the church, and that's then where connections are being made. And we saw the value just now when um, actually when COVID happened. Because we had to shut down our churches because of government orders, um, no meetings with more than five people right now. And it was interesting that some of the girls requested a second online uh, Bible school, Mm -hmm. uh, actually. And so we bought study books. And one of our pastors is now doing Monday mornings with all the girls at one. And there's about 10 to 12 women each morning. And they're going through a study book together. um, Completely... Um, just, they just log in via YouTube or sometimes via um, Facebook and they just chat and they talk about through chapter and chapter of the book. And that is just an amazing connection. And they share that around.
0: That's really neat. That is just absolutely, absolutely incredible. Thank you for sharing that. And and I, it's a, to me, it's just, I've seen so much growth, Beth and I, since being there in 2014, we have seen tremendous growth in the pastoral leadership. Mm. We went there uh 2014 began to train four or five key leaders, uh, they took on it so well, loved the Lord, gave everything they had. And then we went back after the churches started to develop in the different locations. And each of them selected leaders from the various churches that had been in development. We brought them in and did a second round of local pastor training. And this time, instead of me doing the training, the pastors I trained previously, they led the training. And we did a small part of it. And we just were the deans of the school <laughs> and the school of pastoral training and leadership. And we have just seen the leadership there blossom. The Thai people have great initiative, incredible incredible. incredible work ethic, ethic, a love for their people, a love to serve and if we can just get that redirected away from exploitation and sex trafficking and I think this world would be such a better place if we could tap into the very best the Thai people have to offer. They're an amazing people and loving people and to be honestly it just saddens my heart to see so many people taking advantage of this in such a way so I am thankful that I've gotten to meet so many. I I wish it had been in different circumstances but the good thing about so many becoming Christians and and part of our church family now is even though I can't hang out with them all the time we'll we'll we will all be together again and I, I look forward to getting back in there after COVID and seeing our church really expand and we're, our next goal is to get up into the northern part of the country where the girls come from and begin to try to see if we can create a spirit that stops this from happening and get in the front of it. So, Daniel Steffi, I'm going to pull us out of this episode. We're going to do another one here in just a minute. I, I'm, I'm going to start the next episode off. We'll talk a little bit about your building project. But let me wrap up with saying this, that Tamar Center is located in Pattaya City, Thailand. Uh, they're in the Prue Bangalama, Chonburi, Thailand Corridor. There's the address there up on the screen. You'll see it on our website and social medias. You can reach out to them at www.tamarcenter.org. And if you want to get some of Steffi's product, Steffi's got those products available. Uh Steffi, what are those products again? And you can get those products by going to tamarcenter.org, look for the products page, and go there. Ste- Steffi, share those products real quick. Uh,
2: get,
0: get Hey, have, get close to the microphone, real close. We have
2: beautiful greeting cards for you. We have stuff, we have bags, we have jewelry, necklaces, bracelets, uh, all different kinds of jewelry. Um, yeah, just... Look at the website, check it out, and happy to help you with.
0: All right, we lost some of that. We'll, we'll clean this up in the second one, guys. So be patient with us. But uh, go to that site. They got scarves, necklaces, jewelry, uh, the, the greeting cards. All those you can reach out to Steffi, and she'd be glad to work with you. If you Have a church business, a business, or a church uh, bookstore, or you have a business and you want to sell products that are going to change people's lives that are first class quality. Beth and I use and, and have all these things. We give many of these things away. Our church is full of these cards. People buy them. We bring them back. So you can go to TamarCenter.org. Look for their product page, and you can always email Steffi about it at info at TamarCenter.org. They also have a Facebook presence at Tamar Center. All those ways you could message and connect and, and get in conversation with them about this. You can also get out to GlobalGiving.org and do a search for Tamar Center. You can give to them and support their work that way as well. Or you can also send a PayPal gift to their email address at info at And they've got four major projects. A building project which we'll talk about in podcast number three with them. And that you can also give to their project to help sex workers find a new life. They have a program there as well. You can support. You can also help them with the children of these sex workers. So many children are the byproduct of these relationships and uh, they do a lot of work there as well. and finally housing as these women come out come into the program uh they have to have housing as they go through the program help them with this housing it allows them to bring more and more women into it and you there are four good ways you can give go to globalgiving.org and search for tamar center and check out these four different paths they're all good so hey guys uh, steffi and daniel uh we're glad to have you thank you for being on here don't leave the line we'll follow up with you afterwards and uh, we hope everybody enjoyed it i want to thank our team here you guys did a good job Good job, guys. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you, Haley. Thank you, Beth. And we'll be back, if you're with us, we'll be back in part three of the series, and we're going to talk about how we get in front of the crisis. I'm really tired of talking about the victimization. I want to see how we can get in front, maybe stop it on the other side and, and 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 not let it happen. Let's. I want to dream of dreams and plan plans so grand that if the Lord's not in the in them they're doomed to fail but I believe we could dream a little bit about how to get in front of this and put systems and, and processes in place maybe to keep some people from having to go to that path uh, of, of trauma i like to see us avoid that so come back and join us you can find out more about On The doc at on at doc.org email us if you've got questions about any of the links or any of the things we've talked about at info at onthedock.org and we're available on these platforms YouTube Spotify iTunes Google Podcast Facebook Roku Rumble and Sermon Net please find more than one platform and check us out and you can watch our archives on Sermonet and YouTube. And we'd love to hear your uh, your comments on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Telegram. And make sure you share this information by subscribing, hit like, notify with other people. And we always want you to be our Patreon partner or sponsor. Check that out at, at Patreon and look up On The Dock. We'd love to have you. You can find out all this information as well by going to onthedock.org. And if you're in the Southern Illinois area, you can always come to church with us. We'd love to have you. If you do not already have a church home, we'd love to have you at Community Faith Church, Sundays at 10 a.m., Wednesdays at 6.30. If you can't not Get here live. You're farther out. You're in Thailand with Daniel and Steffi. You can always watch us at coftv.com, Embedded Viewer, or you can go to our Facebook, or Community Faith Church YouTube channel, and we'd love to have you either live or virtually. So thank you for joining us here at On the Dock. We're so excited about this series. We'll be back with you in part three in just a little bit. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Daniel and Steffi. We'll see you real soon On the Dock. Thank you, Steffi. Hey, let's wave by the them Guys, thank you. We'll be right back with you guys in podcast three. Don't miss it. On the Dock with Pastor Jordan.